everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 4. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Milt Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Milt? I'm good, Greg. How are you? I'm pretty good. And uh, the railways are looking pretty good as well. So week four report just came out. And what did we see from CNCP in week four? Yeah, I, I, looking pretty good, I think, is a, a good characterization. Another good week from both railways. You know, CN at 97%, CP at 94 For the most part, they've been pretty steady through the first four weeks. You know, CN had one bad week in week two, but apart from that, it's been uh, pretty easy going, I would say. Well-balanced performance for both railways, as you might expect when you see those kinds of numbers on the top line. CN demand uh, did slip from week three to week four, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But so far, CN demand hasn't seemed to get on track yet, uh, despite projections and whatnot for what's coming. It still remains low barely keeping up with last year. CP doing a little bit better. Their demand from week three to four uh, went up a little bit, not a lot, but uh, still outpacing CN, frankly, which they have done for you know the better part of six months or more. But again, not yet at the levels that we're expecting. So good performance, uh, well-balanced performance, but still on uh, what I would describe as historically low volume. Yeah, I think we'll definitely dive into this demand picture a bit more because it's uh, it's shaping up to be a pretty unique, interesting year on that sense. Uh, but let's first look at provinces. Anything stand out to you as far as provincial performance? No, nothing in particular. I guess I would say that it was a little more even or consistent across the provinces than than what we saw in week three for both railways. You know, CP, I guess what you could say had the low water mark in Alberta this week, but despite that, performance was still pretty good at 87%. CN was at 99%. And then when you go outside of Alberta uh, to Saskatchewan and Manitoba, both railways were, you know, as near to perfect as you can be. Good performance in all corridors. The one thing that we, I would comment on is particularly in Alberta, but generally across the Western provinces, the demand remains very heavy focus on Vancouver, which is not surprising. But what is perhaps surprising is we haven't seen the demand to Thunder Bay ramp up like we'd expected. This is kind of the prime time year for those guys, and, and it's it's not been very high yet. So we'll see what happens in the coming weeks. But so far, so good right across the provinces. Yeah, that is good. Good uh, so far. Although, yeah, that Thunder Bay issue, I think, I think it's wrapped up in the in the demand question. So, like I said, it's going to be an interesting year. Obviously, we've seen the StatsCan uh, forecasts. Now, there's been some questions put on those by by many in the industry of whether how accurate they are. I think those are similar questions every year, and whether they they are accurately predicting the size of the crop. But I think what we do know is that the crop is going to be significantly larger than last year and it will you know be approaching numbers or approaching the range of of sort of the historical high trends that we've seen so what we're seeing in these numbers so far from the atc and and certainly in, in the rail movements and the demand is is a very slow start to the year and i think you know the the way the crop year went there was an expectation that we'd be a few years behind but in comparison to previous years like how 
Milt, how, how different is the demand picture looking this year as far as what the grain sector is expecting, what the railways are seeing? Well, I would say you, you are right that the, the general, I think, consensus, if you will, was that the start to the year would be slow uh, for a couple of reasons. In some areas, uh, northern Alberta, case in point, uh, harvest is expected to be a few weeks behind. So instead of harvesting in you know the middle to latter part of August, they're probably just getting started right now. Of course, that affects C- CN, not CP. But when we look at what's, uh, what's happened through the first four weeks of the year, the demand so far, despite the projections for a significantly bigger year this year than last, the demand this year so far is looking more like last year than it was than it does the year before, 2020-21, when we had the record volumes. You know, through the first four weeks, CN is actually still quite a ways behind last year, uh, 45% or so and well behind 2020-21, more than 60% off that pace through the first four weeks. CP faring a little bit better so far. They're actually tracking slightly ahead of last year, about 7%. But they too are well off the pace that they had set in the early part of 2020-21, about 52% off that. So while everyone pretty much thought that, you know, it'd be a slow start, I'm not sure people were thinking that it would be this slow. We do see, I guess I would say, some encouraging signs coming in weeks five and six for both uh, CN and CP. Demand is expected to ramp up a little bit in, in both those weeks, at least based on the preliminary data that we've, we've seen so far. But even if that shows up, and it's quite likely to be accurate for CN, CP, as we know, tends to have fair bit of volatility in the forward-looking estimates just because of the way shippers plan their train movements. But if that demand does show up, and for week six, which is this week in real time, you know, the preliminary data was projecting system demand up around 6,400 cars, which would be by far the largest demand we've seen in months. But even if that comes to fruition, you know, CN is still going to be 30% behind last year and more than 50% behind the year before that. And CP will be, you know, farther ahead, uh, about 20% ahead of last year, but still almost 40% off the year before. So, you know, it's very uneven start, you know, unfortunately we don't know until we see it, but not, not ramping up smoothly, I guess I would say so far. So some questions as to what's to come in the coming uh, weeks. So, Mill, you know, if we if we are seeing, as you say, sort of an uneven, very slow start, what kind of concern should the grain sector have regarding that? Uh, like, if if we're going to see a large bubble of grain come through later than anticipated, or in a big surge, um, you know, what what should we expect from that, and and should we can be concerned potentially by the railways not being you know prepared to to handle that? Yeah, that's the that's the uh, multi-million dollar question, if you will. Uh, I mean, we know that the peak shipping season historically for Western Canadian grain tends to start, you know, in the early part of September or mid-September and carry through typically uh, through December and sometimes into January. And that's really, you know, the time when the industry wants to move uh, a lot of grain. It's right after harvest. It's when prices are best in the market. 
So it places the greatest demand on the grain handling system and, of course, the greatest demand on the railways. So if you think about the fact that, you know, projections were, at least the most recent ones that we've seen, for a harvest or a crop size that would, you know, be a little bit lower than 2020-21, which was a record, and yet you put that together with, you know, how slow the start to this year has been so far, that's the concern, is that you are now going to have a compressed shipping season. So I think because the market is what is going to drive shipper behavior, they're still going to look to sell and move a significant percentage of the grain in the traditional peak season. So if we're lagging heading into the peak season, it's going to make the peak higher than, you know, the traditional peak. So if you want to think of it in terms as a bubble, that's not an inaccurate way to, to look at it. But what it's going to do is it's going to put significant pressure on the railways because demand on a weekly basis is going to get large. And as always, will be concentrated in the same quarters, Prince Rupert, Vancouver, Thunder Bay, primarily. And while the railways say that, you know, they've planned and they have capacity to move 30 odd million or 35 million tons of grain apiece, But you look against what their quote unquote capacity allocation is for supplying hopper cars to the industry. It's very much like it has been, you know, in recent years. CN in that 5,500 to 6,000 car range, as best we can figure out from the numbers they put in their grain plan and CP, uh, right around 6,000 cars a week. So you know, if their expectation was to be moving 6,000 cars a week starting at the end of August or in the first part of September, and those volumes don't show up until the middle part of October, which could very well be the case at the rate we're going, then you're basically going to be trying to squeeze a whole bunch more cars into a shorter window. And that's not likely to work well for the railways. So if that comes to pass, my expectation is that we're going to see the system bogged down Uh, Order fulfillment performance is probably going to suffer, which means that cars won't move in as timely a manner as as the industry is looking for them to move. And to add to that, you know, the next great unknown is, is winter. And as we know, winter comes every year. So the question is, will it come sooner, later? How severe will it be? How long will the severe portion of winter last? All of those things combined are just going to, you know, add to the pressure of a compressed shipping season if we have a a late harvest. So we'll see. But uh, I think there is, given the numbers we've seen so far, some legitimate cause for concern on the industry side as we head into the fall season. I think we'll get a better view of that, you know, I'm going to say over the next four weeks, probably. But right now, I wouldn't be relaxing if I was them, put it that way. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, it's clearly the railways tend to struggle when there's when the peak demand is is happening with grain. And if, if we're seeing, as you say, a, a compressed period where more grain needs to move in that period, it's going to be extremely challenging. So, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Mel. I really appreciate, uh, again, your, your time and your insight. For those who would like to see the Ag Transport Coalition reports, you can go to www.agtransportcoalition.com. And we will talk to you all next week. Bye.